Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about a complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. We don't want anyone to mentally spiral, so please be advised that in this episode we may discuss the topics of sexual assault, post-traumatic stress disorder, and psychological manipulation. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. Today we're bringing you with us to the magical world of Harry Potter. Yay! (laughs) Yay! If you are not familiar with Harry Potter, then maybe stop this episode and go watch the movies or listen to the audiobooks. Uh, It would take you forever to read the books. Um, Because we are going to ruin the whole series for you. On our Instagram, we asked our listeners to guess our houses, and we got uh, some amazing results. (laughs) (laughs) So before we reveal our houses, let's share what some of our followers thought we were. Gosh. Wow. Do you, do you guys have any guesses what you thought people thought you were? Oh, well, I saw you what got... people thought I was. And <laughs> they were all wrong. <laughs> well, so, so, so I loved Arquitas because it was it was all over the map. It uh, was. But I always say that Arquita is a secret Slytherin. Um because she's the super nicest person in the world, and it would just be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Robin was straight up trolling. She was definitely trolling. Definitely she said that I was a Slytherin. Yeah, because she called you a Slytherin, and she called me you a Gryffindor. A Gryffindor. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it could be true. A, what, we're, a we're referring to you, Robin to- Warren, the wonderful. Uh, the owner physical of Girl Strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was trolling us. Um, everyone guessed Gryffindor for me, which that's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Jenny's, all of Jenny's were different. Um, yes. No one, no one guessed Slytherin for Jenny because no one knows who be... I am. <laughs> <laughs> I fair. have my my thoughts on the house you are, but I'll wait. Can we all guess each other's house? Oh, wait, we all know each other's houses already, damn it. Can we guess the houses we all got? That we. Oh, thought? yes. So okay. we. So I uh, finally actually took the Pottermore quiz after marathoning the podcast Fantastic Beasts um, with uh, Brizzy Voices and Tessa Netting. And my house changed from what I thought it was. And so I was freaking out a lot. Uh, and I insisted Arkita, Arkita and Jenny take it. Cause I took both of the one, the Pottermore website one. And then I took the one that asks every single question from the Pottermore site and tells you, uh, the breakdown of the percentages as well. And I got the same house for both. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. And then Arkita freaked out as well. Yeah, I got the house that I would have never wanted to be in. Essentially. <laughs> and That's I feel so bad saying it because so many of my friends are in this house. And I feel okay. like I'm insulting them when I say okay, that. Okay, I'm guessing you are you got Slytherin. It's not that. What? Is it, it Gryffindor? Was... Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Why? Well, like, I know you have a lot of Slytherin friends. I also have a ton of Gryffindor friends. Gryffindor right. Sagittarius friends, to be specific. <laughs> Robin and Elaine are both Gryffindors. 
and Eileen and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. There's several. There's several. But you hate them, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm saying. I didn't mean to. That's the house that I got changed to, which I'm still a little salty about. That. Okay, and have you accepted it? No. Right. Oh, no. Uh, no, I have not. Um, the sorting hat <laughs> does take into account the house you want to be, and I will right. forever be a Ravenclaw. I've been, I took the test, when, when was the first time I took the test? Years ago, when it was like the old one on Pottermore. That was like ridiculously long, and that was the house it sorted me into. And then even reading the books and reading about the traits and characteristics of Ravenclaw, I was like, I know this is the house for me. Those Gryffindors are a little too wild. I just... <laughs> so being sorted and being one of them is like oh yeah i feel kind of like scorpius okay well jenny do you want to go next or should i say mine um well i'm i thought i was a hufflepuff and you are a hufflepuff don't even don't even no 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 no, no, no. rose said it best there was never a more puff I don't. I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Well, what I do you what do you think? I honestly think you're a Slytherin. That's so funny. Um, okay, Pottermore you're the did. Two, you're the two nicest humans I've ever met in my entire life, <laughs> which is why it's funny to pick a, sure you both the secret Slytherins. But to be fair, not the okay, Slytherins so... aren't nice. My husband's a Slytherin. I just. <laughs> I know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I have one Slytherin friend, so I know exactly oh, how they feel. What? Um, <laughs> no. Um, I get I, the best of Slytherins, but... I was... Uh, on Pottermore, it did sort me into Slytherin, but, like, you don't accept Gryffindor, I don't accept that as well. No, um, you're the most puff person okay. I have ever met. But I do get... Uh, I did get Ravenclaw for the um, the one with the percentages, which I see a little bit because yes. I think wait, I'm a so, little wait so not, wait so not so you've gotten three different houses? yes not <laughs> <laughs> not Gryffindor Ooh. though never ever in my entire life oh of- my yeah when I took the percentages one Hufflepuff was like the last one or barely even there for me also now I have three Pottermore accounts because I had to take the quiz several times yeah and I was a little salty because all the other all my other like emails are now Gryffindor and I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I am truly disappointed because I, <laughs> yes. I got resorted. Okay. And when I heard that you got resorted, I was like, oh my God, do you get resorted into the same house? And can we change the name of this podcast to the Puffcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I got sorted into Hufflepuff. Oh my God. That's so nice. And I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I so I I was like you know midlife crisis shocked for a second because I was like no I'm really I'm very in your face and uh, I Not think to of myself say as a Gryffindor I'm very like be that way well I yeah so yeah so I I just always think of myself as like very like <laughs> not not to call Gryffindors obnoxious but obnoxious um, <laughs> <laughs> and you call it. My and, alter ego obnoxious, because that's all it is now. I'm a no, Ravendor or whatever. No, Ravendor. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. But, but also, like, I, I, I view myself as someone who's, who, like, is willing to, like, physically put their body in harm's way for others. 
and like like take the first shot and like like be brave in that way um so it was weird for me to to not be I mean, in that house and then i was thinking about it i'm like oh but puffs are like yeah so full of emotions and i am the most emotional person in the world i constantly feel if, if like one of my friends is sad i like can't make it through my day without sending them a million like puppy pictures oh and like just like trying to cheer them up and like yeah uh, i feel uh, like they're the most empathetic they are the most empathetic house i will also say that the puffs are jk rowling's favorite house and they are brave i mean maybe they're not as brave and outspoken as Gryffindors are, but and you most certainly are, but I think, um, it's, I think it's a different type of brave. Yes, it is a different type of brave. And when you think yeah. about it, they were the ones entirely, I mean, sir, others did, but they stayed during the Battle of Hogwarts and fought. Yeah. Um, yeah, when, when I realized that, I in no way was like, oh no, puffs, because my best friend is a puff. Uh, <laughs> Leanna! Oh. <laughs> that, it was just about me being like, but, but I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. I'm so headstrong. Uh, and so I think it was like in my. I think it actually was in my, my younger days, like thinking of my like younger personality and like um me like when I was like an alcoholic and like I was a hardcore Gryffindor. Like like thinking about that personality that aligns more with those characteristics and like now i have become a much more empathetic person who tries really hard to always see other people's viewpoints and like think before i act and <laughs> right uh, so and, and things like can... that so now i'm like okay maybe i actually am hufflepuff now maybe i've like grown into this instead yeah. of what it was you can may- maybe you, just, you change houses as you grow up and... yeah i mean not the I I mean I definitely feel as though in the way that re- I react and respond to people, especially like in the social and political climate we are, I'm very much more outspoken, outspoken and willing to call people out. And you know we're not the only ones that have had house changes. I know someone else who had. They had told me this, and I don't. Uh, maybe I don't want to drop that. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um, keep your keep your secrets. It's fine. Keep my secrets. That's why my hair is so big. <laughs> well, your hair's not that big right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's called shrinkage. Okay. <laughs> big. Um. So, uh, I feel like Harry Potter references are so ubiquitous now in our culture, especially in our generation. Um, and it's kind of, it's normal for people to like know what their house is just like they know what their uh zodiac sign is or what their uh myers-briggs type is your what that is so funny just kidding i guess not I... everyone knows what their <laughs> myers-briggs type is yeah no, no i i agree with you i have a lot of friends on instagram who have all three of those listed and also it's funny because like i i don't follow zodiac signs but i know what mine are and so i'm always very like drastically like everything is like all, all one way or all another so i keep saying that like my scorpio is gryffindor and my libra is 
uh, Hufflepuff because oh. I was born on the cusp between the two, October 23rd. Yeah. So, oh. so like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know what the Myers-Briggs thing is, but I do know you my 16 You should do it, it's pers- fun. Is it like your 16 personalities? Because I did take that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's um, the one where like everyone put on their like dating app. I'm an ET. Yes. That. Oh yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. is that it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was a real name, like a, yeah. <laughs> a legitimate like person name. Oh, oh well, yeah. I guess I know what that is now. I just didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, and even that is a well. I mean, well, yeah. People just like belonging to a group. I think Will Smith's yeah, in my group. Definitely. <laughs> the rock is in my new group yes yes the rock the rock, the rock is a, a hufflepuff he's a, yeah and, really and he's, he's in your so, group too he's jenny you're a hufflepuff and i will i will not live without you <laughs> in that group uh <laughs> wait so real quick are you accepting that you're a hufflepuff you are officially Me? yes yeah uh, I mean, I, it's very hard for me to you accept anything in life, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will forever be like, I don't know what, my, my husband and my best friend are both like, yeah, but we know you're a Gryffindor, and I'm like, but I might be a puff. Is this your Libra speaking? <laughs> this is, this is my your Libra. forever indecisiveness speaking. Okay. Yes. Well, what about you, Jenny? What's your... House I think I'm finally going to accept that I am a Gryffindor. And <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, I'm going to stick with Puff for now. I also think that maybe it's by, like the how, how you are feeling at the moment can affect how your quiz yeah, can come no, out. No, I okay. definitely I, think it can. I because- agree with that, except my Hufflepuff was like over 20 to 25 percent above everything else yeah. look you're a hufflepuff just accept it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no shit. but i do agree because i've anytime i've taken it i don't know what happened maybe something happened in the last six months but any other time i've taken it last year or before any of this i was always a ravenclaw and then all of a sudden i was a gryffindor but then i took it one day and it was like a day that i was feeling like extra ambitious or whatever and i got slither <laughs> and i was like you know Whoa. what <laughs> you and i have been talking so much more over the past like year because yeah. we weren't really like friends before that uh so, <laughs> so maybe like my uh gryffindor uh, attributes <laughs> have like rubbed up on you yes to become more gryffindor too maybe i would say that <laughs> i would i'd say that all these we talk like every day now yes. so <laughs> this is what happens when you hang out with gryffindors <laughs> So we've talked about who we are, who we believe we are, and who we've accepted we are. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Check back in next week. <laughs> no, I love the puffs, okay? Yes. Oh, yes. Let's talk about how our houses kind of relate to our mental health. Being a Ravenclaw... Especially in high school, uh, there's this pre this connotation that being a Ravenclaw automatically means that you're just smart. And when you think about Ravenclaws, um, their three biggest attributes are creativity, wisdom, and um, what's the last one? 
shoot, I'm forgetting the last one already. Am I really Ravenclaw? But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, but for me, I've, I fell more on the creative aspect than the academic aspect of being a Ravenclaw. And it's totally okay if you don't necessarily fit that mold of what your house is. Because when you think about it, Ravenclaw had both Luna Lovegood and Cho Chang. And they both had very polar polarizing ways of thinking and handling situations. But for me, in terms of being a creative person and dealing with anxiety and depression and valuing my self-worth on how much product or how much I can design in a day or how much I can get done in a day creative creativity wise, because it's not like my, anything I do is based on numbers. Um, for me, it's like getting over that hurdle to become creative or like doing the, you know, just doing the thing. And Mm -hmm. What what I would say helped me a lot in my thinking as a Ravenclaw was, well, for one, is take a step back and really, maybe this sounds a little more pop, but I would say think about how you're feeling. Like, really stop and evaluate how you're feeling and why you're feeling like that. And it doesn't have to be this whole long, drawn-out thing. It can just be sit down and... And like pour yourself a cup of tea and then think, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel that I can't get anything done? Why is there this blockage? And then kind of figure, kind of figuring out what's keeping you. Is it like, for me, I can only speak to myself. For me, it's this like pressure of not doing something perfectly, like right away. I, f- I feel you. Yeah, I you was know? about to say, Ravenclaws are kind of perfectionist yeah yeah and if i hate something i will like if it's not exactly the way i want it if i can't get that like line exactly the way i want it like i spiral completely out of mentally and so it's it's really evaluating that and why you feel that way and another thing for me is and this is it's probably going to come off wrong but i would say lowering your standards well, it's about and, getting the thing done, yes. not the thing perfect yes. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, okay, I need to draw. I need to get this sketch done. I need to do all these things. And what I will do to kind of like get past that block is I'll sit down with a pen and paper, a pencil and paper, and I'll just draw scribbles. Like literally drawing scribbles helps so much because you'll start with like scribbling who know? Like I literally, when I say it's scribbles, it's like just scribbles, and then from there, it's like okay, it's smart. No, yeah, it really helps, and I don't know what started me doing this. It was just like I had bought a new sketch. Your brain probably felt like scribbles. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, I felt like scribbles, and from the scribbles, I could kind of like write words, and then from the words, I was like, oh, maybe I can just doodle this little thing, and it's like, I will say, if you're creative, draw some scribbles, like it really helped and i think that's i think that's a very ravenclaw way of thinking about things is like drawing what you're feeling and i don't mean drawing some large elaborate thing it's like does your brain feel like a mess then draw that and get that out of there because the longer it's in there the harder it's going to be to get back to being awesome and creative and doing the things that you love doing and getting things done i love that 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You should see all my scribbles. <laughs> Modern my, art. my little two-year-old niece draws my oldest dog as a scribble with a bunch of dots. Oh, she's like speckly. Oh my gosh. So I have like a picture frame. So maybe she's a, a Ravenclaw. Maybe she is. <laughs> Tell her to keep drawing. I'd love to see some of her scribbles someday. Yeah, I bought her an easel for the holidays. <gasps> nice. <laughs> um, my turn to talk. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I just spit out my water. <laughs> uh, sorry, I should have waited. Um, so, um, <laughs> so, as I said before, uh, I think that Hufflepuffs are the most empathetic people. And, <laughs> and, um, and so that is useful in that, that makes, I think that makes you a good friend. It makes you be, uh, it helps you read people and read people's emotions. Um, and that's, I think that's a great, good trait to have. But it also means that I soak up the emotions that the people around me have. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, a li- so it can, I can get emotional when someone else is being emotional. And yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, which, so if someone's, angry well, well anger is a little different because anger depends on I the abs- person i don't i don't usually i don't become angry, angry i don't also get angry i get like really deeply depressed like oh my god this person hates me exactly anger is different because it gets um it gets targeted almost towards you it feels like it's targeted towards you even if they're not angry at you they could be angry at their work situation and it's still a little aggressive, is in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, it's like the way it's coming off. You're kind of reading into it, even though it's not directed at you. You kind of feel as though, like that's the way your brain is perceiving it. Yeah. So, I think that self care is definitely super important in terms of recharging yourself, making sure you're not in situations that you don't need to be in. Honestly. With friends, it's like it's different because you want to be there and you want to help them. But honestly, I don't have a solution. <laughs> I yeah. would say, and I saw some. I saw this online for you, Jenny. Is setting boundaries because while yes, you want to be there for your friend, um, it's important for your friend to understand that that your emotional energy and time is also a value to you. Like when I'm hanging out with, with friends, I'll ask them like, Hey, can I talk to you about something? It's really heavy. And it's like, if they can't deal with that right now, then, you know, I should respect that and come back to them when they are, because say you're dealing with something that's like, and it's hard to say that because they're your friend and you want to share that and they should want you too, but they could also be dealing with a lot of things and mentally, that's not they're not in a place where they can handle anything else and it's like setting those boundaries to understand like hey i don't have the mental energy for anything very heavy right now and i think that's like a good boundary to set yeah i've definitely been the friend to like emotionally dump on people and i that's what therapy is for right yeah and i would say from personal experience I know I'm not the best 
necessarily person to talk to because I listen to people and I just am like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I touch this person. I don't like touching people. What do I do? Like that when somebody's like unloading to me and I'm just like, like I've honestly like in college did that whole pat somebody and I was like, okay. And I felt terrible, but I was like, I don't know how to handle the situation. Well, it depends on how well you know them for sure. Because Yeah, because you've definitely said plenty of like nice comforting things to me before. Have I? In our, like, group chats. <laughs> I feel like I had to think really hard about them, though. Like, it's it's okay. like I know, but it, it, it takes a lot longer for me to figure out the right things to say. That's okay. Cause it, Which is okay, especially when it's written on, the, when you're texting or whatever. Um, and, well, it's important to, I guess, I don't know where I found this. Is this the language of love or something? Um, that where Your five love languages yes yeah i took that this week i was like oh my gosh wow i think it, it said something about how each person has a different way they like to receive comfort or love yes and it could be touch it could be gifts it could be um saying Quality something time mm-hmm. yeah so it really and depends on the person and yeah what kind of person they are if they I don't like to that. be touched then obviously don't touch them. <laughs> God, I got really freaked out. Like, I touch people that I'm really close with. Or certain people. But yeah, not everyone does. And my family still doesn't quite get that. Like, I love my family, but they'll still try. And I'm like... They're I'm like, not... but we're family. Exactly. It's like, we're family. I feel family. like that's a whole different episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, I was joking with my mom. And I said to her, I was like, yeah, I don't think I've hugged my sister more than twice this year. And she goes, wow, that's sad. I was like, no, nah, she's cool. We're cool. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But back to Harry Potter. <laughs> what about you, Danielle? No, I, I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I emotionally burn myself out uh, because I like, basically, like, I, I don't know. I have this like thing in my brain that makes me feel like I have to be there for everyone all the time, mm-hmm. which is obviously impossible especially with the amount of my friends and acquaintances that go through anxiety and depression like, like it's th- like we like attract each other or something i don't i yeah, don't know it's like the more you put it out there that you have these uh <laughs> these uh problems the more, the more people want to talk to you about them um which is okay whatever uh <laughs> we're all big a big uh, messed up family um <laughs> but yeah i, I I tend to like take on a lot of people's uh, energy and uh, I'm usually fine with it. Uh, There was a point in time when I was going through like very extreme depression and like I had to just like stop responding to people and I felt it made me feel even worse, obviously, uh, to not be able to help people at that point. Um, But it was kind of like protecting myself. To not to not have to talk to people about um what they were going through as well, yeah, um, yeah, uh, so like yeah, so basically like the <laughs> yeah like so like the puff in me totally burns myself out emotionally, uh, and also like from like working way too hard, mm-hmm. um, and then the Gryffindor in me uh tends to, I mean like throughout most of my life I've like rushed headfirst into situations and like reacted before thinking 
And so, like, I've had to do a lot of, like, DBT-type work to basically, like, sit with my thoughts before reacting and, like, think about, like, what's actually, like, reality. Um, and so, like, I don't know, like, the, so, like, there's things that I like about my, like, about, like, the Gryffindor attributes. Like, I, like, I like standing up for people. Like, I've gotten into a lot of fights <laughs> like in my youth you're so like, badass like 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 physically <laughs> oh like, my god it, like well because I, I because i've gone to I, you know i've gone to many many shows like yeah literally hundreds to thousands of shows and so like a lot of girls will be will be like oh this guy touched me inappropriately and i'll go up and i'll be like hey she said this thing happened and then they'll do it again and i have punched men straight in the face and they've punched me back in the face uh, and I just, whatever, I just deal with it. Uh, but. <laughs> you are so, like, a superhero. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, or, oh or I just see red sometimes. I don't yeah, know how to describe physical violence as a superhero. Although, you know what? I guess most superheroes use physical violence. Yeah, is, that's the thing, isn't it? Which is not that great of a thing, but whatever. It's not, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a great thing. I'm just think, saying that that's I know, true. I know, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, like, I like... It's like it makes me feel good to protect people, but uh, but it's not good to rush into situations right head first. And it's uh, I've had to do a lot of work to like overcome that. Um, and then also like like you like you were saying about how like 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 with anger and whatnot. Like I I I have like I hold a lot of anger within me and like the way I react to it isn't always great, which is another thing I've had to do a lot of work towards. Um I think that's something like we've seen in the books with like Harry and Ron, like when they fight with each other, like they don't know how to communicate their anger or like their what they are emotionally going through properly, so they just respond at each other in anger. Um you know what I'm talking about? Like, in the, the yes. scenes in the dorm, right. when they're just like, it's like, what the <laughs> hell are you even fighting about? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know. Like, just, like, you, say how you're use feeling your words. for a second instead of use being so words. mean to each other. Um, we all speak a language. Use your words. Yeah. You but, know. Yeah, so like, my, so, like, my problem is that, like, I have very serious anxiety, and it's like my anxiety often manifests as what looks like anger so like i so like because i am snapping at people like basically in my head i am trying to get whatever is happening to end as quickly as possible so i just respond like stop it or like what you know whatever um and so that just sounds immediately angry obviously right Mm -hmm. um so i've had to do a lot of work to like in those moments like take a second to be like don't respond like that because like i because like the intent is not actually to hurt to like hurt the other person's feeling but but that is what ends up happening right like even yeah. if the other person isn't doing something that's like actually like really bad it's like a very minute like minute thing like to me i feel like i'm like being suffocated because my anxiety is so bad and because i feel like i'm like not in control of the situation and like not in control of my body um just from someone like i don't know like standing against me or something or like sure. like 
just like, move, like if I have like things set up on a table, people like moving things like all around and like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no. it's actually good. things that really are not serious by any means and really do not warrant that type of reaction. Right. But because like I have had, uh, I've had like a lot of sexual trauma and I have not been in control of my body during those scenarios uh, because of that. Now, the way my anxiety manifests is that, like, any time I feel like I'm slightly not in control of my body, I snap. Uh, yeah, so. it's hard. Yeah, it's very frustrating, and it's something I've had to do a lot of work towards. Um, obviously, being sober helps. <laughs> with Definitely. That. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like, you know, just, like, like the quick to anger and stuff can be kind of, like, a Gryffindor trait. Right. Just from, like, not... Just from, like, you know, rushing in headfirst and not mm -hmm. fully thinking yeah. about what you want to say first. <laughs> yeah. And, like, did this person mean to hurt me? No, they didn't really mean to hurt me. It's just, like, what happened. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's definitely good that you're working on it. Yeah, and then, like, I'm, like, uh, a huge fan of apologizing uh <laughs> i wish more people were <laughs> i i i apologize maybe like more than is necessary like my apologies are like very long and like <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I because i have like such a deep fear of my friends just like all abandoning me and being like oh no i hate you now yeah. uh even if like a second before they're like, no, no, no I love you. In my no, head, I, it's yeah, like, no, I totally I, understand. I, I, yeah, I yeah. Understand it's that. like, it's inevitable that they will decide that they are going to hate me one day. It's like the only option. Um, it's yeah. It's hard to kind of think back on your history necessarily. Cause you just think about what's happening in that moment. And if they are even a little bit negative towards you, you can, you forget that they, have done they love you and they have done so much for you and you've done so much for them and you're like oh my god they must hate me because they were yeah and, I, and i'm negative. very like if i hurt someone's feelings even slightly i overblow it in my head so much like i ruined their whole fucking year like oh, i no. <laughs> like a total no. monster i cannot believe i acted this way like how can i make them like understand that i do appreciate them and i love them uh, <laughs> so, like, I just, like, really, like, overblow my apologies, I think. And it's, like, uh, like, like, if you look at it rationally, it's, like, okay, like, in actuality, if you just, like, apologize to someone and recognize that you did hurt them, even if you don't mean to, mm -hmm. and, it, like, most people are not going to end their friendship with you. No. It's just that, like, brains are bullies. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know, but the puff in me has too many emotions, so. <laughs> I feel you. And the raven claw in me is emotionless. No, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty set in my thoughts that you both love me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I feel like I'm emotionless and everyone is like, I don't understand why anyone hangs out with me because they're like, no. this girl is weird and creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I still hate... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You missaid the best. This girl's the best. Do you guys want to move on to talking about our favorite movie slash book? Yeah. that's what yeah, I wanted to talk about. I talked a lot, so now I want to talk less. So. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't talk. I have lots of opinions on my favorite book. And it's been my favorite book since it came out. Like, it's not wavered at all. Good. And uh, I re- reread it. And it's like, nope, still it. Well, then I'm going to go first because mine is the shortest answer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, as you guys and, like, anyone who's, like, on my Facebook and stuff know, I only read Harry Potter last year uh, as an audiobook. Um, and I just, like, I marathoned them while working, which was great because I was able to do it super quickly. And I just, like, live reacted uh, on Facebook. I just, like, live I want to say live tweeted, but it's not tweet if you're like typing <laughs> statuses, <laughs> whatever. Like, um, yeah, so I just like live, live typed out like my reactions to everything. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny to, to see like how everyone who like grew up with it as a kid was reaction, was uh, reacting yeah, to because these you see, things. Like, <laughs> we've already experienced this like well over a decade ago. And it's like this pure new feeling that you're like, oh my gosh, you're experiencing this for the first time. And it's like, you're thinking back, I remember how I felt when I read it for the first time. It brought back those memories. And I think that's what it was like seeing you reread or reading them for the first time. Yeah, that's the general consensus that I got. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I Everyone was like, oh, how cute. What a noob. <laughs> I wouldn't um, say you were a noob, but it definitely was I like. I mean, I would. I just read them for the first time last year. Um, and then my, uh, and then I, I saw like the first movie like many years ago, but um, my husband bought all the movies um, maybe a couple months ago. And we watched all of them. He's been a lifelong Harry Potter fan and like has like first printing books and was in a wizard rock band. And which what? Is, like, pretty... Yeah, he was in like a, a wizard rock band. I can't remember what their name was, but they're there's a Slytherin rock band. Oh my gosh. Amazing we'll, have, we'll have to have him. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, I can picture this. Like I'm yeah. looking in my mind and I'm like, I see it. I see it all happening. <laughs> But because of all this, because I marathoned them, I don't know which book is which. <laughs> They're all <laughs> one giant book to me. How did um, that happen? Because I because I just like went straight. I just marathoned them straight through okay. in like right. a very short period of time. And I was just like, okay. So like when I think of them, I'm just like, yes, this giant like <laughs> thousand hour long. <laughs> oh God. Wait. Book. Okay, even though you can't remember all of the books individually, was there like a favorite scene or section that you really yeah. enjoyed? Um, I mean, y- yes, many of yeah. them. <laughs> okay, I was like, I'm just well, me. <laughs> will you share one with us at least? I mean, sure. It uh, sounds like you're embarrassed to tell us what your favorite scenes yeah, are. Yeah, kind of. No, no. It, it's it's well. There's more that like I so, so, so I really like so I I really like um, predicting things, and I actually somehow avoided most spoilers. Um, Did you know that Dumbledore yes. died? Okay, yes, I, know, <laughs> I know Dumbledore died. I heard that I, th- I heard that Harry Potter died, so I was very confused that he didn't die. I mean, he that he, kind you know of did. Mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, no, yeah, like, yeah. Um, astral plane did a little bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I was really upset 
because I found out one of the twins died the <gasps> day before <gasps> I listened to it. Yeah, that's not Oh, no. Yeah, I, vo- I avoided that spoiler all the way until then. And I was like, what the fuck? No, um, that, that one wrecked me, actually. That yeah, that was a rough one for me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's easier for me to say the scenes that upset me than, than the scenes that I really loved, even though I... I mean, I, I just, like, loved it as a whole. Okay. I would yeah. say. But, like, I mean, I don't know, the scene that upset me the most was when Hermione had to, um, basically, like, give her parents a... Uh, oh, obliviates like, their yeah, memory? Thank, yeah. Thank you. Yes. I was bawling. I was like, well, this is the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, yeah, that was very heartbreaking. Well, um, I'm more familiar, I, I would say, with the movies because I've watched those as an adult. Oh, wait, wait, so, wait, real fast, though. You guys like the books or the movies better? Books. Well. Yeah. I was about to say, uh, I, I do like the movies better just because I read the books so long ago. If I okay. re- if I reread them, I might like the books better. Okay, um, ha- having having been able to listen to one and and then watch the other so back to back like that, it, the books are just outstandingly better. Okay, <laughs> good to know. I should really read them. I know. Yeah, it, yeah. the movies are missing so much. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. Growing up, I had wished Harry Potter was a show. So I was like, a book a season. Let's do this. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be, that would have made me so happy if we had like a full season for each book. Because I'm like, there's so much that happens within these storylines that like, you can't fit it all into a movie unless you want it to be ridiculously long. And yeah, there are movies that are ridiculously long nowadays, but like. I think then the time was, was like, it was an hour and a half cut off, especially for a kid's movie. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for you to get to re-listen to the book. I say re-listen because I just think audiobooks makes more sense. I think I'm um, going to start doing some audiobooks yeah. for a while I'm re- I'm really excited for you to get to re-listen to them because you're going to be like, whoa, all this stuff. I forgot about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like audiobooks, so I, I would have to reread them. I've never listened to That's an fair. audiobook, so this will be my first This is one. the first one I ever listened to. But so Jenny, what is your favorite book? Or I would movie say then? um I like the thing is that I like the world of Harry Potter the okay. most. And like that's why I loved the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando so much. I wanted Oh my god, it's so cool. I want to yes. live there. Genuinely I want to live there. Yeah. I I went there before ever reading them. Oh and I was like, I am actually happy that i am not like obsessed with these fandoms because i would be like <laughs> like dry humping <laughs> what what did where did we just take this oh my god it's what's beautiful it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful <sighs> yes it is i, I it brought is. i brought my um uh, my booth queens on a little pedal business trip there after megacon and so okay. I just I just sat there drinking pumpkin juice while they got their wands and were running around all happy. Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin oh juice god. there is really good. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that's like a that's the amusement park for adults, uh, kids too. Oh like, who cares about them? Mm. Um, I can't wait to go back. And, I mean, back more adults. I like it. Yeah, but if I had to choose a favorite movie, I guess 
I really like I I like the fourth one because it's like an adventure movie, okay. I guess. I just really like the Triwizard Cup. What was it called? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, I just really like the Triwizard Tournament a lot. Yeah, because it's um no, it's it was fun. really cool. It's just really fun, and R. I just R. love kids fighting dragons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, that's bad. That's dangerous. One of one of the movies is like darker than the rest. I think they all started getting very darker at the f- at yeah. the fourth one. Like I think that was that's what, okay. Yeah. Um, the fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth. Wait, part seven uh, was in two movies, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, they were all. I couldn't see a single thing. They were so dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Uh, what about you? Okay, I have two. Okay, but one is more of an emotion. Well, no, they're both very emotional, actually. Um, so for me, my favorite book and movie is the third one. And that's okay. a prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. And I really loved, I loved that one so much because you dealt with like time turn. Well, first of all, I loved it because at the time yeah. I was like, that's really cool. I was a kid in school. I think I was like 12 or 13. Cause I was just a year below them. And I was real upset that I didn't go to Hogwarts. <laughs> so salty about that. But it was at a time where I was like really obsessed with my academics before I knew I liked art. And I all I wanted was to have Hermione's time turner and take as many classes. Like that was literally what I wanted. Everyone's like, why would you want, want a time turner to do that? And I'm like, do you know how much stuff I could learn? Like I, I literally, I, I, I remember it to this day. I was like, I could learn American history and watercolor at the same time. Okay. What <laughs> can you know, do? I don't know that I've ever seen you so like <laughs> jazzed <laughs> or something. This time turner? All the education. <laughs> I wish I currently had that for, like, my small business. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Between that, the introduction of Sirius Black, who I absolutely adored him in this series. I was yeah. so heartbroken when he died. And it was, like, I remember I remember reading that part, too, as a child. It was one of those, like, 5 a.m. still reading it. Should be asleep. Was yeah. not asleep. But it was the third books because it definitely, it, it it spoke to me a lot as a child, especially a child in Brooklyn, like with, with the treatment of Buckbeak and Draco finally getting his just desserts. I think he got punched in that movie too. I was like, yeah, he did. <laughs> he definitely got punched. I was like, ooh, you kind of deserved it. Sorry. Let's turn back time so that it can happen again. <laughs> yeah, let's turn back time. Re- I rebound that when I was watching it. I was like, ooh, but you deserved it. I know you're like 13 and annoying, but <laughs> no, I would definitely say it was it was that one. That's my favorite. And for so many reasons. Nice. But the time turner, definitely. And I feel like that book, at the time for me, that one was like a true test of friendship because before like the others had come out, before they had left Hogwarts and were out there battling um, Voldemort, it was like them at school doing all of this and like saving Buckbeak, that. And then the second one, would be the last one. This was movie, not book. The last movie because I took I went to see that with my family and 
my family has never really understood my interest in things like I had to convince my sister probably two or three years ago to finally read Harry Potter. And she like texted. She was like kind of also live texting me at the time as she was reading it. And then she goes, oh my God, I know where your tattoo is from. Because I have have a Harry Potter quote tattoo. And she like texted me that day. She read it and she texted me when she was like crying on the train in high school. Um, But yeah, it was part two of the second. Um, the seventh movie because it was me, my dad, and my two sisters, and we had all gone to see it together at that massive theater up at like Lincoln Center or whatever, where like the theater, the screen is curved, right. and the seats are so steep that it's like you're at a baseball field. It's that one, like that was the one of my favorite memories. It it was like. My sisters definitely really didn't understand what was going on, but we were all crying in that in that theater. And my dad was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> dad, <laughs> that's my da- that's my dad. Like, I cried watching something. Oh no, what my sister cried watching "Little Piece of Heaven" on a plane because she watched that, and she like my dad looked over at her and started laughing. Was like, what's wow. going wrong with you? That was a kind of sad movie, though. <laughs> But, yeah, you can do. You can cry at whatever the fuck you yeah, want to cry no. at. My dad, my dad told he's just, he's just like that. Yeah, I love him though, but he's funny. I don't know if you can hear Petfoot and Mooney barking in the background. I can't. Oh yeah, we have we have Harry Potter pets. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah I was laughing at you saying how much you love Sirius because yes, <laughs> my pet's name <laughs> is Remus. <laughs> yeah, Arkita has a cat named Remus, and my puppies are named. Padfoot and Mooney after oh, no. Sirius and Lupin. Yes. Well, I did originally have three cats and it was Sirius, Severus, and Remus. Oh my God. <laughs> and this was in college. Regina, why are we twins? <laughs> <laughs> it's the second episode in which I <laughs> I don't know why we never met sooner in life. But yeah, in college, me and my sorority sister and my roommate had adopted three cats, three black cats, found them on Craigslist and drove these sketches all hell, took these three cats from this lady's house, and they were the Harry Potter cats. They were the house cats, as we call them. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my dogs have um, different house collars on. Oh my gosh! That's my little so girl's the Ravenclaw, and my and <laughs> and then Padfoot's the Gryffindor, and then my oldest dog is a Slytherin. Okay. But all dogs are technically Hufflepuffs, so it's, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I would say some dogs are very much Gryffindors. Yeah, but all dogs are the most loyal, cutest, best, loving, friendly dog in the world. Okay, <laughs> that's true. I've been trying to like figure out the personality of my cat and what house he is. I don't know. Well, <laughs> you figure that out. But um, do you guys want to talk about what the fandom what the fandom means means to you now? Yeah. Um, it means so much to me. I honestly feel as though this fandom is so close knit and caring and loving. And is part of the reason I have some of the greatest friends I've ever had. And honestly, one of my closest friends that I've known for lucky 13 years. 
Well, it was 13 years last year. Who? Shout them uh, out. Uh, oh, my cosplay buddy. She was my live. She was the live wire in my to my Harley last year. I know it doesn't not correlate, but last year we did like a DC villains group, and she was live wire, and I was Harley Quinn. Um, but yeah, surprising you were Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> what me? But yeah, no, I would say us both being into Harry Potter is kind of what got us so close. And me taking her to, like, her first convention and us, like, she was, a few years ago, we had did, like, a Harry Potter, a Hogwarts Clueless mashup. That's and... so good. That's my favorite mashup I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm she was, yes, she was the only Hufflepuff and she was Ty. And I was like, yes, rolling with the homies. <laughs> She was the tie to our Alicia Silverstone and the other one. The other one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I, and outside of that, having met Che and Eileen and knowing Robin and knowing that like Harry Potter is one of the things that ties us together, really, like it means a lot to me because we're able to like, I would say it means a lot to me because I took pole with Robin I girl strong, and she said that Jealous. <laughs> amazing. I do want to go back soon. <laughs> Definitely should. And she has different teaching styles for different houses, and she was like, "For yes, Ravenclaws, so smart. I have to break everything down. And be like, this is why you're learning this, and this is why you're doing this. Because honestly, I as she's doing things, I'll be like, so why do I need to do that? And let me see what you're doing with your foot. And let me see all of these things. And it's, and she's like, yeah, but with Gryffindors, I just do it. And they're like, all right, let me try it. Yeah. I, I'm a Gryffindor when I work out with her. She was like, okay, we're going to do handstands now against the wall. Can, does anyone want to volunteer? And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I've never done one. I'll do it. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. I, and I'm like, break this all the way down to the science. I need the science. <laughs> She's so smart. She is. She is. She's also when when I finally did my Harry Potter or my my transformation dresses, I was like, I was like, okay, the only thing I know for a fact is that Robin needs to be my Gryffindor, or I don't even want to make them. Yes. (laughs) No, I see those those photos, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is big Gryffindor energy right here. Yeah, she was so good during the shoot. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. But yeah, I would I definitely say like being part of the fandom and being a Ravenclaw. Jenny, what does the fandom mean to you? It's like I said, it's very I love the world of Harry Potter the most. So it's just fun to experience and talk about Harry Potter with people and like the fandom, like you said, is great. It's just it's like I said before, it's ubiquitous. Did I say it right? I don't know. And I don't know what words you're trying to say. Oh. I don't know that word. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't even know that word. I know what you're trying to say, but I don't know that word. <laughs> it's it's like it covers it's like everywhere and it's always in the background and that's just what it is to me. Everyone relates to it. Everyone yeah. loves it. It's encompassing. And if they don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like, I always wanted to love it. I just, like, I mean, I know I've spoken to you guys about it before, but, like, I, like, I, like, I only recently watched them because, like, all of my customers are obviously obsessed with Harry Potter and all of my vendor friends and cosplay friends and all my <laughs> Oh, geeky really? Friends. And, and all of my non, non, what I would call geeky friends. Everyone loves. Yeah, everyone loves <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. And so, are like, I sure? did, I always felt like I was, like, missing out on this awesome thing. Um, but like we, we all have like that thing that reminds us of like an ex or just like an unfortunate relationship, whether it be like, um, platonic or romantic, uh, that we just like, don't want to invest in because it will be ruined for us. And like, and Harry Potter was that thing for me. Like, so the person I was with longest in my life, um, for like many years was raping me i have a hard time saying that word but that's what it was and uh and he was he like loved that series and he would like talk about it regularly to me and i just like didn't want to get involved in it and i remember like on his birthday one time i made him like like an elaborate like harry potter cake and i like brought it like i brought it with me and like we like rented a hotel room and he and he raped me and left me there like very like bruised up and someone else had to like come and get me and he didn't even eat a slice of his cake and I remember at the time when I was like 18 being more upset that he hadn't eaten any of his cake because like I couldn't I couldn't rationalize what was happening to me like physically and emotionally so I had to like um, I had to like put all my energy into being like, oh no, I dis- I must have disappointed him like with this cake. Yeah, if that's that- an- it's no, that's, that's a- yeah, it's yeah. really, which it's- is obviously not true. It's just, it's yeah. just that like, no, it's like not. like you when you can't when you're like when you're young, especially like and you're and you're going through sexual trauma, like like your brain will do anything to navigate that somewhere else. Yeah. No, and. It's entirely a messed up situation that you didn't, you should not have had to go through. And that's an entirely, like, completely fucked up individual for doing something like that to you. Yeah. And, and I'm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I've, I've had, I've had to, like, really go through a lot to not have that person in my life anymore. But basically, like, so, so I just, like, I didn't. I just didn't want to get involved with this fandom that I, like, thought about with, with him with. Right. And then the next person I ended up dating also was obsessed with Harry Potter, and I had a pretty volatile relationship with that person. So I was like, this is just, like, a not a fandom I think I can get involved with. So I ended up being single for, like, like five years or something like that before meeting my husband. And over that time is when I started Little Puddle and started becoming friends with all these amazing uh like geek girls and non-binary people and so i was like all right like i'm gonna make dresses based on them finally because i only made the dresses i I also like refused to make harry potter dresses right um and i if you know my company you know i make dresses based on anything um so it's like pretty weird that i wouldn't make those dresses um so i finally was like i'm gonna make these dresses as a way of like reclaiming this um and it worked and like now i love the series and like 
the first thing my husband and I ever like couple cosplayed together was like just like a Gryffindor and a Slytherin right. and a Dragon Aww. Con. And <laughs> so and like our house is like Hogwarts decorated and our puppies are you know uh marauders Hogwarts named puppies. Oh, <laughs> yeah so so yeah it's like I, I don't know i'm just wondering like once i become in love like once i like something like a fandom type thing i am obsessed with it well do you have any favorite characters from the series especially since it's so recent yeah. in your mind like oh yeah um two words jenny weasley yeah uh, okay. it, it really bothers me, like, how much she was written out of the movies. Oh my um, god, yeah. She's just, like, I don't know, she's kind of, I guess, she's, like, I guess, Mary Sue, is that the correct term, I guess, like, for her in the movies? Like, she's just, like, not know. really, maybe not quite, but, like, but in the books, she is such a badass, and she, she is, is, she has she's so many scenes, people. and, like, she she's just so amazing in the books. She's just uh, and I, they, I don't know. I feel like they did such a disservice both to Harry and both the just like, just like having more like women characters in general that were like round, well rounded like yeah. by writing her out. And they also uh Floor uh Floor so de la Cour is that that yes. yeah. I also really loved her character in the books. Like they like they totally wrote her out. Like like her interactions with Ms. Weasley were some of my favorite yes. moments by far uh like Ms. weasley like taking care of the oldest son and then her being like her finally like standing up for herself and being like that's my husband like i will take yeah. care of him and then she like had like grand respect for her like i don't know no, yeah no I, I, I was pretty frustrated that really both were films. yeah i was frustrated that both of those characters were basically totally written out of the films i mean yeah. not totally but no, but it's like their roles were Their personalities less were really written out. Which was very sad. Because, like, all of the characters in the books had, like, these amazing and vibrant personalities that they all brought something to the book, which is why we we enjoyed it so much. And then you get to the movies, and while the, muse- the movies, yeah, they're beautiful and so cinematically appealing, there's so much that's... That's not almost non-existent in there that you kind of lose from the books, which is what's yeah. so sad. What about you? Yeah. What are your favorite characters, Arkita? Me? Yes. <laughs> All of them. Okay. All of them. Okay. Well, okay. I, I had made like a list, but like, I have to say Remus just because my cat obviously i would have i would have never named my cat remus lupin yeah lupin is lupin is definitely within my top yes five maybe and my top three cried when he cried when he and fred died i was like did you and it was like he's having a baby yeah (laughs) okay so favorite characters for me luna because when she was introduced as that like that strange kind of out there girl, no one really understood her. They called her Looney Lovegood. She had a different way of like approaching things and coming up with solutions. I was like, that I think that's me. Like reading the books, I was like, I think that person and that personality is definitely who I am. Yeah. Um I think she's amazing. I feel like she really she's her and Hermione and Hermione 
is wonderful and I loved how bookish she was, but when it came to Luna, Luna was a little less pragmatic in her way of thinking and coming up with solutions. And she's like, for her, it was like, oh, this is so simple. Why don't we do it this way? Whereas Hermione was like, buy the books, buy the books. And then like (laughs) Hermione, I loved her for that because I will say that me as a child, especially when that's, when she got that time turner and she was like, buy the books, doing all the books. That was, that was absolutely me. But also Luna was me and like her quirky mannerisms and like things she did, how she spoke, her interests, her support and love for her father, because I will go down to this day to my grave and say, I am a daddy's girl. Don't mean that awkwardly sexually because I don't understand why daddy became we sexual. Think that you did. I'm so sorry. But I am and I feel like Luna Luna's father has this unconditional love for her and she does with him. And I, I that relationship that they have, I I I loved it. Um I love I love Luna. Like she is hands down one of my favorites, if not my favorite character in the series. Like, I love Hermione. Um, I also love Ron. He's he's a sweet guy. He's a sweetheart. He needs to use his words better, but yeah, he is actually... There's a lot of times when I was, like, straight up mad at Ron. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but then I'm like, all right. Like, he's but he's, just... they, they are kids, and they're young. Yes, exactly. But I think I, as I got older and, like, reread it and, like, I was like, all right. As a kid, I was like, yeah, Ron, you be angry. But now I'm like, Ron, use your words. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then lastly is Angelina, because I feel like she does not get enough credit as she does. I don't know who that is. Um, she's George's wife. Um, So she was the one that was dating Fred before he died. She okay. was also a chaser. Um, for the Quidditch team, and I'm still a little frustrated because when I went to Wizarding World last year, they did not have her wand, and I wanted it <laughs> so badly. And they had no black people wands at the Wizarding World. They did not have Dean Thomas, and they did not have hers. But they had Seamus Finnegan's, and I'm like, who is he? I mean, we all know who he is. But I was like, oh, who the hell is Seamus Finnegan in comparison to Dean Thomas? Let's talk about the characters that kind of like had a lot to do with the mental impact it had on Harry and a lot of the other characters. Do you have anything to like say about them, Danielle? Um so so again, like I so I've only read the book once the book, the the series. And uh yeah, so like I mean, I I, I think it's important to talk about the Dursleys. And their treatment of Harry, because mm-hmm. I think that it definitely like with without meaning to diagnose him, uh, I I think what like they, they probably gave him like PTSD from like yeah. keeping him like making him like live under a staircase in a closet. My house has one of those, and we call it the Harry Potter closet. Yeah, uh, yeah, not suitable yeah, like, for it's... for living in. No, no, I wouldn't imagine so. No, no, I mean, it was just, like he was just every moment of his life, he was just like not good enough and like punished. And yeah, 
I would. I honestly think the Dursleys are a totally effed up family, because yeah, <laughs> and it's like everyone excuses them or say, oh, maybe Harry was like a Horcrux. That's one of the theories. But I'm like, to do that to a child. Well, it's like to, it's like a bad, bad foster family. Yeah, and it, I mean, I know people that have been in very bad foster family and bad family situations. But to think about like the thought process that they had to have because they lived in a house with an extra rooms and all these things like they could have boys could have shared a room they put him in a broom closet. Yep. Yeah. And treated him essentially like an indentured servant instead of like raising him. I mean, speaking of like Mary Sue before, like a Mary Sue is someone is a self insert for the author so any child who might be going through that oh okay I completely got that that's okay (laughs) Um, but like any child reading this would love Harry Potter leaving such a bad situation entering a magical world where he's rich (laughs) (laughs) yeah so rich he's rich he's like the most famous person he like uh Although he doesn't want the fame. Uh, he's uh, the best Quidditch player. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best, the best at magic for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of bad at potions. But also Snape was not a good teacher. <laughs> no. Let's talk, talk about Snape. Yeah, yeah. let's definitely dial- divulge into Snape. He was... He's also, like, it's very... He was it's playing more, a character. Uh, like, that was what he was doing. He was playing he was, this. He was. But... I think I think most people who like Snape have never read the books. Or yeah. are basing their like of Snape on the movies. Or, I, I used to like yeah. him a lot. And this was when I was younger. And as I got older and, like, reread it... And really looked into it, and I'm like, this isn't a nice. What the way he treated was treated Neville was straight up abusive. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And the way he treats Harry and Ron, everybody, it's, it's, yeah, it, and everybody. But like, his obsession with Lily was absolutely unhealthy. You loved yes. her, and you guys were friends. And then when she decided to date Harry's father and marry him, it was like. At that point, you really should you really should have let go and learned to love her as a friend, because yeah. it it's been decades, and he's holding on to this like preconceived notion that she's for him. He's also very elitist and like uh, actually elitist or pretending no. to be elitist. <sighs> no, actually, actually, okay. Yes. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I I, I think mean, like he served... had his like he had his t- yeah he served a greater good and he has touching moments but that doesn't make up for all the things he did along no, the way. No, it does like... not. And it's and what okay, what really also upset me, even like just rewatching the movies, not even the books, the scene where Harry's parents died and there is a crying baby in the crib and he is holding the dead mother. And I'm like, hello, crying baby. 
child services, crying baby, child services, well, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody. He's obviously very. I don't give two you shits. You should have known. <laughs> There's a fucking crying. Ba- I'm sorry. Excuse my line. That's a crying baby. You know. You know how men are. They're just so emotional and <laughs> <laughs> so emotional. The, he, the love of his life died and blah 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 blah. blah. Eat my shorts. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> just, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He did sorry, got- he was he was definitely abusive and just like Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's multiple scenes where he sh- he hits them. They're, he literally he hits, hits them. them. Yeah. Like shoves their faces in books. I guess corporal punishment is allowed in the magic world. I Honestly, yeah. I, 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 if I had kids and Hogwarts were real, I would never send my kids to Hogwarts. First of all, Harry's kids are bad as hell. We all know that. We all know Harry had some bad kids. <laughs> they are, they're wild. My kids are not going to Hogwarts. Or every morning, the America, they're not going there either. I'm sending them to the one in Africa or the one in South America or the one in Japan. Any of them. Not those two. <laughs> I wouldn't even, if especially if Harry's kids were there, I'd be like, mm, I'm sorry. I don't listen to any rules. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Harry, if it were just Ginny's kids, I'd be like, Ginny, I know your kids are like, but I'm like, no, you married Harry. So like, do you know who my father is? I, yeah. And I'd be like, we're good. Are I'm they Draco's sick. kids? <laughs> <laughs> Draco's kids too. None of the actually no. Draco's kid is really sweet. I love him. Oh, you're talking about the. Um, I'm not gonna go into it because I don't think everyone's read. No, I haven't it. seen it. Not I saying it. anything, but. But that. <laughs> <laughs> Draco. <laughs> yeah, and then like talking about corporal punishment, like Umbridge. Oh my god! Obviously, it was like released like a whole world of trauma onto Harry. Who just Trauma. like, and she like literally made him carve. I must dude. not tell lies yeah. like, into his hands. Yeah, I was, I was. That's that's not even a punishment. That's torture. That's actual torture. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I was like very like stunned listening. It's disturbing. I <laughs> yeah, like and and he you know and he just like. Because of how much trauma he's been through in his life, he doesn't tell his friends or anyone. Yeah. No. I guess, like, because he thinks, that, sees because he, thinks yeah. he has to handle everything on his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hermione has to constantly remind him, like, you're not on your own anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, Hermione. I'm, as you said that, I thought about that scene. It it still brings tears to my eyes, no matter how many times like I see it, especially on screen. The scene where Bellatrix is torturing Hermione and writes mud blood on her yeah, arms. That was fucked up. That oh, I'm still I still get chills from it. It it hurts me so much because in my experience, in my Reading of the book, she is a black child, a black woman. And when that Great. happened, yes, it totally, there's that artwork. There's so many artworks that go around as Hermione is a black girl. It's like, yeah, 
Yes, she is. We've accepted it. <laughs> I'm totally happy that the cursed child has a black Hermione now because it's yes. like, we've been waiting for this for 20 years. Yeah. But. We've been waiting to have more than what, like three black characters and all of her. Very, very minor. Oh, characters. one was. What are you talking about? One was replaced by a white person. Yeah. <laughs> Lavender Brown was too. Lavender Brown is. Well, there was that, like, you know, that, like, one random black person in Voldemort's giant army. Was there? Did I miss that? Yes. <laughs> I was, like, watching it. I was like, what is that guy? He's doing it like that. Like, this is what, like, is like if this... you're going to put a token person, like, uh, come on, oh, figure wrong. Like, gosh. Yeah, no, but in that moment when Bellatrix writes mudblood on Hermione's arm, I feel like that was a reminder of what it is like to be black in this society. Like, that's how I took it as an adult. Like, reading it as a child, I did not read that deep into it. But as an adult and seeing it and reading it, I was like, wow, that's... Because I I see it as, like, if you're black, it kind of equates to being a mudblood in wizarding society. And that goes for, like, all people of color. Like, you will never equate to the superiority of the white people i don't know oh. yeah i mean yeah. The, like I mean, or the, or a pure-blooded wizard right yeah but i'd say hermione hermione's i i i do worry for her mental health and i i know she's smart and i feel as though she's someone that would have sought help because she's dealt with so much yeah yeah. Yeah, and she and her parents are also like really good. Not like not to no. say that, like Yeah, they're very supportive. I mean like like Ron Ron's parents are really good too, but like but he has like a million siblings, so maybe that's why he has like a hard time huh? communicating <laughs> his feelings. And a girl. So he's got a ton of brothers and a girl and he was the last boy and then there was a girl. It's like he's just forgotten. It's like Junie, 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 Junie. Oh, don't we have a son named Ron? Oh. <laughs> what if, there's Percy, Fred, George, Bill, then Ron, then Junie. Oh my God. I was so convinced Percy was going to like be like a secret hero the whole time, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, all right. Percy's the worst. <laughs> but yeah. Any other characters' mental health we have? want to talk about um i know i have one yeah oh you're gonna let me do it okay cho chang (laughs) so i definitely would say cho chang has dealt with a lot during harry potter and it's like she's completely overlooked and that bothered it really bothered me because she was so overlooked and it's like she just her boyfriend just died and she's now in Dumbledore's army. She's a child and she's super, like, she's super smart and super emotional. I feel like for her, she's a very emotionally mature character in comparison to the rest of them when you think about how she's handling everything. And I really wish J.K. Rowling had, like, really given us more of Cho. Like, I wanted to see well, more. Well, she couldn't because then she would have become a main character. I- <laughs> <laughs> we can't have any POC as main characters. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. None of them. Uh, but it was like, 
her having Cedric die and her grieving him while still being I'm still surprised that first of all I'm still surprised that school was still opened after someone died I was yeah. just, like did you guys not learn your lesson after Moaning Myrtle died and y'all still stayed open like what does it take <laughs> but like her returning to school and dealing with like her boyfriend dying, dealing with being in classes, dealing with the fact that Voldemort is back, dealing with the fact that she also likes Harry, who is like Cedric's competitor. And, and, and like I, saw him die. And saw him <laughs> die. And I, I'm sure that either he or she might have some guilt. I know Harry does have guilt um, when it comes to Cedric dying. He does feel that it is his fault. Um, that's something that's been confirmed, but, um, how does, like, I've always wanted to know, like, how does Cho feel about this? Like, what, what is there? And I'm really hoping that in the coming years we get something. I don't know. Anything. We're not gonna, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can be hopeful. Okay. But no, I, I really wish, would say Cho because she's, I think she's really cool and amazing and badass and like. She was the book smart Ravenclaw that I really wanted to be when I was really the not book smart Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cho Chang. Cool. (laughs) Do you want to talk about Draco or the Malfoys at all? Uh, Only Malfoy that I care about. (laughs) Only one I care about is Narcissa. Okay. Girl is amazing. Girl's badass. She can get it. I love Narcissa. <laughs> she is my favorite Malfoy and possibly favorite Slytherin within the universe, not within my friend group. I love all my Slytherin friends. <laughs> why? Tell us. Why? I tell, love. Tell us why you, yeah, you have very strong feelings. Here. I have very strong feelings about Narcissa. Oh my God, do I? Ah, she is what unwavering mother motherly love looks like i mean she might seem very cold and stoic but at the end of the day she loved draco and wanted nothing the nothing but the best for him that she since she put her life at risk by doing the unbreakable vow with snape because she wanted to make sure that draco survived and stayed alive because she knew that what Draco was doing was not right and he didn't really have a choice because because of his father's ties with Lord Voldemort and thus Draco having to be tied with it and Narcissa is just like now a part of this family even though like I'm I'm sure Narcissa like all she really wanted to do was just like have a seemingly normal life and love her kids and now she's like in the middle of this war so all she can really do is be as protective of as a mother as she can, and that's what she does with Draco. And I I love her for that. Like love her for that. Because the unbreakable vow is if you break it, you die. And it's like I don't think there's any coming back from that. It's like I love she loves him so much that she would literally die for her son. Yeah. And that's why I love her. Yeah, She's, sweet. Yeah, then she and then she lies about Harry being Dead. Alive or yes. Dead, yes. Way you want to look at that? Well, that too. <laughs> that too. She's she down knows, for. So she'll it. be able to get Draco out. Right. She, um, she'll do anything so do, for herself. So do we feel 
bad for Draco because like I feel like all of these children, teenagers, whatever, like being manipulated throughout this whole movie. Book yeah. series. He was kind of a puppet. Sorry everyone again. <laughs> <laughs> he was a kind of a puppet, right? He was a bit of a puppet in all of this. And I, I would say I blame his father for getting him involved in this life. Even though, who I'm going to say this word. I hate saying this word. Lucius Malfoy is a daddy. (laughs) 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 He's a daddy, okay? (laughs) Damn. He is a terrible father. He does not know what the hell he... He is just... He is just messing shit up left and right. And it's like... Dude, get over it. Like... Do you really... It's like, do you really want Lord Voldemort back? Like, what do you think is gonna happen? The world is going to end. Do you think you're gonna survive this? Do you really? I feel like all these children are fighting these adults' war. Yes. For a better life. Yeah. I also just, like, (laughs) as much as I love the book, I think it's, like, creepy that all of these adults are so obsessed with a literal child, Harry Potter. That is so... Yeah, no, it is. It's like... (laughs) Like, Voldemort is like, your magic isn't as strong as mine. And I'm like, you are, like... An ancient wizard, and he is a literal child. Why He's wouldn't a his magic baby. be as You're good trying as to yours? Kill a baby. <laughs> he has no training. Why would um, his magic be as good as yours? <laughs> that prophecy. Stop believing psychics, man. But but I um when talking about this the series with my husband, like he basically was like, well, because the books came out like as our generation aged, it felt believable to us that Harry Potter would be able to take on this like this wizard. Yeah. Because it felt like you were because it felt like you were taking on this wizard type of Mm -hmm. thing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I just think Voldemort's creepy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sure is. Stop Mm. being obsessed with a child. Mm. (laughs) I don't care what's going on in your life. Stop being obsessed with a child. He's not your child. Creep. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about so, I, so something that was very apparent to me, and maybe it's because I'm hyper aware of this because I run a custom clothing company, and so like I, I just like talk to women and people on a daily basis about like fat shaming and things like this. I feel like a lot of, I, I feel like there was a lot of like fat shaming and like ugly or fat equals bad throughout the series i, I don't want to get into like too many descriptions or anything like that but there but a lot of the characters and like just like a way that like the bad characters were described while describing how bad they were was to describe like their weight and right. their physical their physical appearance and i just i'm very against like physical appearance having anything to do with personality right it's not yeah no it's like pretty appalling to me um like and that's yeah that's a like there's very few life issue there's very few characters that like i don't don't know like that she like she didn't do that with or like 
like uh, uh what the, what's his name with all the the books the pretty guy Gilderoy yeah. Lockhart yes is that yeah yes, I, I, you're like pretty I'm like Gilderoy Lockhart <laughs> yeah like like yeah. he's like described as like super pretty so like so like he's like not ugly shamed or whatever and he ends up being bad. Yes. It's so, like, that's great. So it's like, okay, fine. Like, you threw, like, a Ted Bundy in there. But... <laughs> Ted Bundy was not cute. He was I... not. You, you're, you're misunderstanding. I do oh. not think Ted Bundy is cute. But at the time, Ted Bundy was viewed as attractive. And it's right. how he was able to get so many women. Get like... that close to so many yes. women. Yes. And I can, yes, I can see those parallels with Gilderoy Lockhart. People kind of think, oh, you're pretty... And you're attractive, that must mean you are smart. Yes. Or in- intelligent and capable. Yeah, and it's very it's very dangerous to yeah. equate... Intelligence um, with appearance. Yes. Or, or, or just, like, niceness with appearance. Or, yeah. or mean, meanness. Or just, just like... <laughs> no, yes, you shouldn't. Shouldn't be equating anything about personality with, with appearance. Right. Yeah, like you said, it's very dangerous, and for kids, that's it is. If, if you just read that and watch that and hear that over and over again, it's just normal. And, and, and yeah, part of me was like, I don't, I don't understand how anyone who is like maybe like overweight could even enjoy this series. But then I was thinking, oh, because like they don't really have an option. Like the, also, like, they're used is, to it. This is what they have. Like yeah, they're used yeah. to it, and like this is. what... Like this is what they have, just like how like we how like we've said, there's like almost no people of color in the book. There's not that many diverse body types in the book either. Unless they're bad. Yeah. Unless they're bad. Yes. Yeah. No. I will say I have a funny story about parents. And it's not to say anything about anyone's parents. But <laughs> while I was in London, I did the Harry Potter walking tour. Of course you did. Yes. <laughs> And I cried a couple of times, okay? And while we were at one of the stations um, where they show Ron's dad um, going down the escalators, we look over and this lady's like, and Professor Umbridge is here. And it was just this lady in this giant bright pink coat. And she was not part of the tour. She just happened to be there at the right place at the right time and Everyone was like, oh my gosh, yes. And somebody like asked to take a picture with her. Oh my god. She's like, what's going on? They're like, you're just in the right place at the right time. You're making everyone so happy right now. (laughs) It was the best thing ever. Incredible. (laughs) Yes, I did take the Harry Potter walking tour. I did walk through the You should have. I'm just imagining you you just crying. your eyes out while walking. Yes, I got to walk the inspiration for Diagon Alley. Like, nice. It's a really cool street with a bunch of bookstores. Yeah, like I mean, I think that like the biggest fans of Harry Potter are the ones who are able to point out why it's problematic. Yes, because yeah. it it shows that we care that much more about this series. Not that much more, but we care about this series to to see. Like, oh, I wish like it could have had this really extra specialness to it had it not missed out on so many great opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I mean, there are a lot of amazing characters, and, like, Jenny said, like, the world 
is is literally magical. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's literally a magical world. It's so world. detailed and vivid too. Like, yes, it's, you can imagine it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love about reading books where they build um, worlds out of nothing, basically. Well, it's based on things, but like it's its own unique kind of uh, universe. Right. Yeah, and it's also like I mean, it's not like Harry Potter's the only super famous book series and movie series guilty of this. It's just that uh, it's a super famous book and movie series, and so it's the one we're talking about. Yeah. And (laughs) so it's the one that we are critiquing. (laughs) It's safe to say that we are all fans of it, and whether we have come into it recently or not, it's 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 been a part of our lives and made a dent in our lives. Yeah. So we're definitely going to return back to the world of Harry Potter in a later episode. Um, Yeah, Fantastic Beasts is just, we were going to geek sesh on it, but it's just too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it deserves its own episode, I think. Um, But we can do a short geek sesh about Frozen if you want. Yes, especially since the Frozen 2 trailer just came out today. Yeah. How'd you feel about it, Akita? I felt... Some very intense emotions, I'm gonna say. Like the opening credit of um I'm sorry, of Elsa running on the water, that that really freaked me out. Um it it was lots of because it's like you after watching the first I'm not gonna get into the second half, but after watching the first movie of Frozen and Elsa having to go through so much and overcome like her fear of her power and not seeing her sister. It's like, what else does she have to deal with? Let this girl live. Just fighting the ocean, that's all. <laughs> that too. Just fighting the ocean. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I didn't care that much for the first movie, but I thought okay. this, this trailer was lit. So. Yeah. No, it was, definitely. It looked the wor- like the world is expanding. It is. Yeah. And it's beautifully expanding. Like, it's... Other parts of Arendelle, am I correct? That's what it is, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Arendelle. So it's other parts of Arendelle that we haven't seen yet. And I'm excited for that. Um, I'm I, excited I appreciate, to see. I appreciate most that it came out on Galentine's Day. Yes! Especially since it's a show or a movie like about sisterly love. I know there's other Disney movies about siblingly love. I'm not going to say it's the only one because no, but this there one are was like very others. about this one was like about sisterly love. Yeah, and like like the main like princess queen whatever in it. Yeah, uh, did not have a romantic. Anna. Oh, Elsa did no, not. Elsa didn't. Anna did. Anna did. Anna, Anna, Anna needed some. Anna, Anna, <laughs> Anna double double did, but Anna almost lost the kingdom because of it. But you know, yeah. Lost although her life. the the last the scene that um the trailer cuts out on uh with Anna grabbing the sword and slashing yeah. was so badass. Yeah, I like that. Because I, I think in a, di- a normal Disney movie, I would expect her to just hide behind him or something. Yeah, but. She's he's like she's like I see a problem I'm about to, and I'm about to fight yeah it. I feel like Anna Anna's grown a lot as a character and I'm I'm really looking forward to more Anna development because at this point I'm just like let Elsa live yeah I love Anna she's so sweet she's so adorable I can't stand it <laughs> and my favorite can't. character Olaf is back 
Ew. I'm just kidding. It's not my favorite character. <laughs> I've also just been like straight up tricked like that with men before. So yeah. I understand. I get it. I don't fault her. No. <laughs> no, you I really I realize you can because it's like you you think of him like when you picture she's only lived in this fairy tale life and she does not know what it means to encounter a man and be like, you can't just marry a guy after a day. And here he comes, like this Prince Charming. And of course, like if I were in her position, I totally would believe it too. I'd be like, yes, marry I think, me. I personally think it's less that you can't marry someone after a day and more that like she doesn't understand that people are that manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can marry someone after a day, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but like, if but, they're actually a good person, right. if they prove yes. themselves to be a good, like that other like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Um, Kristoff. Sven? Kristoff, like, yes. Sven is like, the moose. Kristoff, like, is reader. actually a good person, and they could have gotten married after a day. Yeah, but, definitely like, could have. But, but I think that she just, like, was so naive that she didn't, she just, like, didn't know that people were that manipulative yeah, out there in the world. She was a little naive, yeah. She was. Sheltered. But I'm glad. I'm really hoping well, she, to well, see well, her I think more like I think more, like, desperate for love. And affection. That's true. Yes, because she but did also not sheltered. Get I feel like sure. Okay, okay, and sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, definitely sheltered. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Literally, not, yeah, maybe sheltered. not. She, she was very sheltered. She didn't have that much human contact outside of like you're right, the you're servants right. within the house. She yeah. never saw her sister. It's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, like, like if you've never been in a relationship, and then like. Like to me, like like that, like he actually like, reminds me of like the the person I was talking about earlier in the episode because like I had never been in a relationship and I felt so like intoxicated with this person, mm-hmm. and then like when I realized oh they're like this is how manipulative they are like it's like so deceiving, but you but you. But you, but you still feel like this odd like love for them because you you're like no 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 this, like this, this is, is the love that I met this like this is, is yeah. like they're this telling me that they feel this be. way about me so this is what I believe about them yeah I I love like I did not I had purposely not watched Frozen because of all of the hype around it and I was like I'm never gonna watch this movie <laughs> that specifically with that voice. And then, <laughs> never gonna happen. And then one day I was like on a plane. I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Bad idea. Because I was bawling my eyes Aww. out. Guy next to me is like, what's wrong with this girl? You know what they say about watching movies on planes? You're more emotional. Are we? That's why I've heard. Are Something we? about the altitude. <laughs> Something. Maybe uh, altitude. I- Maybe I mean, I mean maybe <laughs> I guess I, I guess I am always on a plane. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna look that up because I cried several times on a plane watching movies. But I just, definitely yeah. cried watching Frozen. Though. Yeah, I definitely did cry. It was something that I like I would say it definitely lived up to the hype. Some people like overhyped it, but it was a, such a beautiful film that I I really enjoyed it, and I was expecting to hate this movie, and it did. So. I watched it with my sister uh, while I was taking care of her during her cancer treatments, so I liked it. 
Yeah. Siblings. Sisters. Siblings. Sisters. Yeah. I have two. Sister. Sister. I've got four. <laughs> sisters? Yeah. I have two sisters and two brothers. I have but... four sisters and one brother. <laughs> you all have big families, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, don't want any more. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not really my choice to make whether my yeah. parents have kids. I don't want anymore. Your parents are young enough to still have kids? No. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I hope not. I mean, my dad still can. Only. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's end the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh. Oh wait. 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 I'm sorry. Wait, real fast. Um, I just want to say, so we're recording this on Valentine's Day, which is super yeah. lovely uh, to me to get to spend uh, this time with two yes. of my favorite people in the world. Um, and also, um, we just had the, such a wonderful review uh, or write-up come out from Geek and Sundry. So just wanted to say thank you to them for that. Uh, yeah. They called us superheroes in it. And yes. they gave Arcade like, an origin story. And <laughs> yeah. they called oh Jenny the Oracle. You are and, the Oracle for yeah. us. Yeah. So that, that was just like such a wonderful uh, thing to wake up to. Definitely. Today. Was. So thank you so much. It, it made thank me you. smile. Thank you, Carol, for interviewing us. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, a, it was an amazing interview, honestly. And, and I've fun. never yeah, been interviewed before, so I, like, except for jobs. I thought this was... <laughs> This was very personal in an interpersonal interview that I felt very comfortable in. And thank you for sharing. Yes. Yeah, and we're going to put it on our Patreon. So so if you want that bonus material, then you can watch it or listen to it or whatever. I guess listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. it. Uh, (laughs) Yes, because it basically is like a whole nother episode. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so thank you so much for listening if you like what you hear subscribe review and rate us our social medias are fandom and wellness on instagram fandom and wellness on facebook and fandom wellness on twitter so come ha- <laughs> <laughs> please leave that <laughs> come be our friends online and remember be kind and take no shit. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god.